Hello, welcome to this edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, at LO underscore Penguins. We're back for another episode this week to talk about the 2015-16 season as being one of the best seasons um, in Penguins history. And we also have uh, two guests to bring on uh, for the podcast today. One, we are, he's already been on here plenty of times, but we have someone new who has not been on. I'll start with him. Uh, first, Tyler iFishyHD on Twitter for those who do not know. Tyler, how are you doing, buddy? And um, what have you been doing during this quarantine to just um, stay safe? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. But uh, it's kind of sad because I, I work at Walmart and I feel like that's such a cesspool. And then I say I'm quarantining the rest of the time. But I hope everybody who can stay at home is. Yeah, no, I can I can imagine honestly work. I can, honestly, I really can't imagine working there, especially during this time. Do you have to wear a mask every day to there? Starting this Sunday in Pennsylvania, everybody who's still working, I believe, has to wear one. Oh, jeez. And um, where uh, what um where are, you, where are you at? Like South Hills, North Hills area, or like outside the city? I'm outside the city. I'm actually about ninety minutes away. I live in the neighboring county, okay. Westmoreland County. I got you. Yeah, I was. I was just. I was trying to re- remember what you told me. I just. I, I kind of forgot. But um, yeah, that's good. It's good that starting this Sunday, they're gonna make everyone, all the workers there, start to wear masks. I, yeah, I really, really. Ho- I really hope that people that are the customers that are going in there are starting to wear masks. I went in the grocery store yesterday, and it was like it was like literally. I'm trying to find like the the, the comparison for it. It was like walking into Mordor and seeing all the people wear masks from Lord of the Rings because, like, they don't want to get lava on their faces or something. But um, it's for good reason. But, um, yeah, it's made a Lord of the Rings reference here. So, but whatever. But um, we also have Cam, not that fair. Like I said, he's been on the podcast many times. Cam, how are you doing, sir? What have you been doing during this quarantine since we last spoke? It's been wild. Um, I just actually... A couple of weeks ago, I got laid off my job just because of the whole coronavirus, but I just got a new job as a graphic designer, and that's been keeping me busy, and I'm working at home, so just been watching old Penguins games, and, you know, I just actually started photoshopping some uh, some jersey swaps for some players, which I, I'm having a I fun time. I did see that on your Instagram last night. Very well done. Um, you're, Thank you're, you. You've always been a very good uh, photographer, and I'm sure Photoshop is basically like... Um, baby stuff to you since you're so good at it. Um, but yeah, I'm learning. But you know, you'll be good time to practice. Yeah, you'll be you'll be there in no time. But um, so like I said in the early seconds of the podcast, we're going to be discussing the 2015-16 season. Um, Cam, I'll start with you. What is what's the one word that you think of when you think of that 2015-16 Penguin season? Give me one word. Man, that's tough. Um, <laughs> remarkable because. You know, it was at that half point of the season where you didn't really know where the Penguins were going. Um, you know, with the the, the hire or the hiring of Mike Sullivan, um, and then they just went on that crazy stretch towards towards the end. It, it almost seemed like um, almost this season, except for the, you know the whole coach situation. But um, this season or that season, they were they were playing unreal hockey with HBK line, and they're just. You know, it was remarkable. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, Tyler, what about you? Give me one word that you can describe for that season. I almost want to say like redeeming. I don't really know the word, but what I mean by that is 
it was so long before we won another one after 2009 for having two of the the best generational talents we've seen in this league in so long. And like Cam said, the the comeback and everything, like you, we didn't see the team being the way they were at the beginning of the year based off just their play. And then you really watched them turn it around. Yeah, you, you guys, yeah, you make a great point there, especially at the mid-December mark. I talked about this on my first episode um, this week when I was solo. Just basically, I remember after that King, I think it was against the Kings where they lost in the shootout. Uh, it was like December 11th or something, and I was just like, yeah, um, if they don't fire uh, Mike Johnston. Uh, but after the game, I think uh, there's going to be some real problems. Um, luckily, Jim Rutherford, um, I guess he saw that was coming from a mile away considering the team was just playing really bad. And then um, you have one of the best trades that Jim Rutherford has ever made. He's always been a much better trader than um, the, his um free agent signings like Jack Johnson, but um, we're not, we're not going to talk about Jack Johnson on this podcast today. Um, but um, just that trade for Trevor Daly, just, I think that was the one, the big one with the Carl Hagelin one that just sparked this team so much um, after Mike Sullivan got hired. Um, Cam. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, and then the Phil Kessel trade um, in the off season really set the tone. And even though that the team wasn't, you know, catching it you know up up until that half point of the season but back to what tyler was saying i mean they were it almost seemed like they were carrying over from the season prior and there was just that you know that that mood in the locker room that you know something wasn't right and um one of the most underrated trades in my opinion was the patrick cornquist trade and that was made the season prior for james neal and I think that's often overlooked because that that was almost the the beginning of setting that championship team and you know what what they were able to do. Yeah, I always remember that going when I first saw that trade. I was like, eh, I, I guess I need to watch a little more Patrick Hornquist. Yeah, I uh, I was proved wrong pretty uh, pretty easily by that because I guess I was also looking at how James Neal scored forty, but he really hasn't done that since. Um, on Evgeny Malkin's wing, but I think that set the tone for the for the team. Like, hey, look, this is we're going in a different direction. Yes. Things haven't been working, and um, Hornquist. Oops, sorry. No, go ahead. Hornquist. Yeah, I I really like what you said there because I feel like when Hornquist, like when you look at him the off season before, like he played in a Penguins jersey, the trade was pretty blah. But you really saw him bring a whole new pedigree to the team and he has such a drive to win and he's one of the biggest reasons you know why we had so much success since the trade you know with all the other things that have gone on i'm sure that brought a a voice in the locker room as well because i just or a sense of leadership as well because james neal just i don't know just from where he was and you know being the goal scorer it didn't seem it was um i don't know from from my vantage point at a team player but um yeah i mean hornquist definitely changed um the the way the penguins played and um you know yeah (laughs) yeah cam's out of uh, cam's out of stuff to say about that but no i agree i was getting tired of james neal to be honest with you um I, I really started to go sour on him after that flyer series when he completely embarrassed himself just by head hunting basically the whole time um Remember, um, I don't know if you guys remember this. Well, before we get back to the, the season, he, they did that hashtag Ask Neil 
on Twitter, and um, yeah, that was <laughs> that was not a fun time because uh, all the jokes basically just wrote themselves. But um, to get back on track here, um, this can go for any of you guys. Um, I also talked about this, you know, what Phil Kessel was able to do that season. You know, he was everything the Penguins hoped he would be, and just so much more. And seeing how he produced in the playoffs and just down the stretch and. Um, you know, I said I think he should have won the Conn Smythe that year. I will always stand on that. You know, I still like though that people still get mad that Sidney Crosby won um, that year, it just it, because he hadn't won a Conn Smythe, I guess, and the other one. But um, just it, like I said, this goes for any of you guys. Just how how ama- just amazing just was Phil Kessel uh, that year. Oh man. Phil, he was just a whole different element to the team that I think we were dying for. You know, after so many years of watching Crosby and Malkin try to really carry some teams through playoff runs, it was nice to have that third scoring element. And the the HBK line, like Cam touched on earlier, was just so good down the stretch and in the playoffs that we definitely couldn't have done it without that line and, and Phil, obviously. Yeah, and I remember in, in the offseason we acquired Phil, like, everyone was like, oh, is he going with Crosby? No, he's going to work better with Malkin. It was it was back and forth, and, um, you know, as we stated earlier with, you know, how the season began, it, it wasn't, it was, the chemistry wasn't there, and finally when they acquired Haglin and all that stuff came in together, no one expected Phil on the third line, but they had a, you know, well-balanced four lines of offense, and it just... It, it definitely, you know, created the recipe of a, of a championship team. They were just relentless. And, you know, like when I asked at the beginning what word I would for you guys just give a word for that team, you know, for me it's just domination. Just because that like, that whole playoff run, it was just, you know, they, they kicked the Rangers' ass and the Rangers, they had basically no business being in that series with them. Then they and, that, of, that, and, and that was like – you knew this run was going to be different when they beat the Rangers because the Rangers were the thorn on the Penguins' side for those past couple of years when things weren't going good for them. They, you know, they had they, and, Henrik Lundqvist was due to get beat up yeah. on in the elimination game by the Penguins. I would say, but yeah. that's yeah. No, I, I understand completely what you're saying, but um, where was I? I have honestly lost my train of thought, but. Um, uh, Cam, when did you honestly like before the playoffs? When did you could you sense that okay, this team actually looks like a Stanley Cup contender? Contender because when I I noticed it when I think it was March twenty first, I think was the date or twenty second, and they were playing the Capitals in Pittsburgh. They got out to that really hot start, then the Capitals came back to tie it, and then the Penguins just blew them out the the gasket six to two. I think was what the final score six three, and that was when I was like. Okay, uh, I think we have something cooking here. Yeah, there was one game. Um, it was against the Red Wings. It was in Detroit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and that game they were just relentless. And it was Detroit. I get it, but it was just like a team just looked complete. And I'm like, okay, this this could actually turn into something. And um, I can't rem- really remember that this. It was like six to two or something like that, but. Oh, yeah, they, um, I think they put up seven on them or something. That was the, that was the last seven. year. That was the yeah, last year. it was it was seven to two. Yeah, that was the last year the Red Wings made the playoffs, guys. So um, just always remember that. But Tyler, what about what about you? When could you sense that like this 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 looks a lot different than normal years? 
right before the Red Wings, we played the Devils and lost zero to three. But before that was when they they had the stretch where they beat every single opponent in their division, mm-hmm. and that was just such a. You know, it was really, like you said earlier, dominant. It was unreal watching them just go through those teams like that. You know, they beat the they beat the Islanders in a shootout, and we beat the Caps 6-2. Like, mm. I guess if I had to pick a game in specific, it'd probably be that Capitals game. But that stretch was just, you know, dominant. Yeah, it was just relentless after relentless. And, you know, you have the series against the Capitals where, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, they're lucky it didn't end in five games. There. The, Cap, the Caps had a nice game five, though, before. And then, um, okay, so I guess we'll bring this up. One of you guys can talk about this. Um, basically being scared, uh, the, most, the most scared I ever was during that run, if I ever was scared, um, was, of course, the game six. Three delay of game penalties in a row. Um, I, I, I still don't know how they won that game. I really, really don't. Yeah, I was on the edge of my seat that whole game. I mean, especially... When those three delay of games, I was like, oh, my God, they're throwing away the game. They're throwing away the series. But, you know, that that, that team had the mindset of, hey, you know, we're, we're going to get through this. this. They were a relentless team, and, and they persevered. I mean, it was that, – that was definitely the high point of that, that run, and you knew something was special. So, yeah. I don't know what Tyler thought of it, but – Yeah. Uh, Tyler, Tyler <laughs> oh, what, what do you think of that? <laughs> Capital series was intense, but I think the most the most butt clenching game I had was the morning waking up for Game Seven against Tampa. Yeah. Oh my God! My stomach was just oh yeah five two in Game Six. Yeah. I mean, it was just that that game and the Tampa is so good, man. It's it's unreal they haven't had more success in last year getting swept by Columbus. But (laughs) oh man, they're such a good team. Yeah, I. The thing with that Tampa series, I mean, yeah, Tampa was really, really good that year. And hell, they did. They took they took Pittsburgh to seven games without Steven Stamkos for basically every single one, except of course, Game Seven, which is pretty remarkable. And you know, I feel like the series wouldn't have been as close. I don't think without the play of Andre Vasilevsky. Um, I'm not gonna lie, going into that series, I didn't really know who he was. I thought it was just the Ben Bishop show. Um, but I, I found out soon enough. Uh, of course, who he was, and then you know when he's went on to got paid and be one of the best starters in the league. I had no idea that he was basically being groomed at the time to take over for Ben Bishop, who went and got paid by the Dallas Stars. He got a ton of money, but um, well, it was also really interesting because you know with the whole Flurry Murray situation, and just to see how you have these two young goalies yeah. going head to head in the fi- in the Eastern Conference Finals, it was just it's something you don't see all the time, and it was definitely entertaining to say the least. Yeah, and then of course that we had the uh, the famous tweet from Dom from the Athletic. You know who the fuck is Brian Rust? And um, what a what a, what a great uh, time to be on a um, a hero because um, I don't I don't think anyone expected that. I, I, Sit in the kids, man. That whole you know Connor Sherry and Tom Kunakel, all those guys came up and stepped up big for in the right time. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. And then. Um, Cam, we'll get back to the Tampa series in um, a second, but Cam, you, you, you've said it on the podcast before, you were able to go to game two of the final, uh, weren't you? Yeah. I, I mean, I was lucky enough, you know, winning the tickets, and it was just like, that's just a memorable game that I'll never forget, and the atmosphere was like no other, and um, when Sherry, you know, shot that puck in the net, it was just the 
roof was going to blow off, you know? I've never heard console at the time named console, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was insane. Yeah, no, I, it was, uh, I, it looked and I, I, and I remember that, um, the Phil Kessel goal where he like fumbled the puck and it went over his stick and it was just like the whole crowd like got up and was like pissed, but then they turned right around and scored and it was, it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It was, it was so, so fun to watch. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely agree. And, and heck, you know, going back to the uh, the, the Tampa the, the series, you know, the, the, one of the biggest things I remember is, you know, T- Tampa was honestly lucky to win that game four, especially coming out with the uh, the four nothing in the third period, and then the Penguins. I still knew, I uh, you know Tyler, I still don't even know how they didn't tie that game with like seven minutes left in the game, considering all the chances they had. I was just like, okay, yeah, there's on a, like even though they lost game five, I was like, there's no way they're losing this series after having a third period like that. Oh, uh, no, and then the, the game after that, the 3-4 overtime loss to put us down 3-2. Yeah. The the whole Tampa series was just such a swing, man. If you look at the scores, they, they were so close. Yeah. And I, I feel like they're such two good teams that match up on paper so well, and you really saw that on the ice, how fast they play. Yeah, no, I can believe it. I would have loved to, you know, if, if we ever get a season this season, I would like actually love to see a – Tampa Pittsburgh Eastern Conference Final just to see uh, all that talent go out, especially with Gensel back and then with uh, Zucker and everything. I feel like I feel, and especially I think Stamkos will be back for it too. So, well, yeah, it'll literally be all the talent in the world um, for that series. So that would be um, really really cool. And then you know, for the Sharks, I don't know about you guys, but um, <laughs> the Sharks were honestly lucky to not have uh, lost in five. There, I'll still. I still can't believe they um, the Penguins lost that game five to the Sharks. Um, especially you know they they take them out in game one. Game two was really really close. They honest they were very they were very lucky. The uh, Sharks were honestly very lucky to win game three, considering the Penguins were up in most of that game. Tough game four, and then you know the Martin Jones game of all Martin Jones game. This was before he was just really really bad. And um, yeah, I, which, and you guys can answer this, but um, yeah, I still I still can't believe they didn't win the cup uh, in Pittsburgh that day. You know, I think they really when you said about Game Five, I think the Penguins are just cursed; they'll never win at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody wished for it, and it was just. The crowd outside was just insane. (laughs) They were probably just really... I think I've read before, they were probably... I think they were just really, really nervous um, outside. And, you know, the play of Evgeny Malkin, um, that whole playoff run, too, coming off that elbow surgery, uh, guys, that was just... uh, I I think he was better the next year when they went back-to-back, but still, do what he did in 2016 after that major elbow surgery was just nothing short of spectacular. If you, if you ask me, one of the most underrated players in the league, in my opinion, and um, he he continued his his playoff tear that he usually goes on. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then uh, I'll say this one for Tyler, uh, Chris Letang, dude. Uh, that was the best hockey he's ever played in his life. He was a top five defenseman in the league at that that entire season. Hell, he was honestly top three. I, I still can't believe he wasn't a Norris finalist, but. Um, that game six in, against San Jose was the game of his life with what he did to set up the goal and then to score a goal. Um, I he I just I couldn't believe how good he was that run. Uh, I mean, fifteen points in twenty three games really speaks for itself. That was, like you said, probably his best season ever. And 
it's such a shame he never did get a Norris. You know, the stars never aligned for him. Yeah. I mean, his, his play in that playoff run was absolutely dominant. And another right defenseman, Justin Schultz, was playing the the hockey of his life too in that series. Like the whole the whole defense was so good that year. Yeah, and yeah, no, I completely agree. Justin Schultz, they they were able to use him in the right scenario. Third pairing minutes, you don't need to eat him eat too many minutes up. I know he was he had top pairing top four minutes the next season and was really good at it and then of course just fell off with injuries but yeah that that was just that was the best hockey of his career he just had that booming shot that you couldn't get enough of uh trevor daly you know talked about it coming over from the blackhawks he was just so insanely fast he brought offense he was fine in his defensive zone before he fell off uh, going to the red wings i think this was his final year of his contract and then um, yeah. I, I always remember, you know, people being mad at the Ben Lovejoy trade, but you know, he was actually a steady presence in the defensive zone. I, I really don't remember anything bad from Ben Lovejoy, um, that run and all. And then, you know, Brian Dumoulin is Brian Dumoulin and he's just, he talk about underrated def- players in this league cam. Uh, it, there's not many more defensemen that are underrated than him. No, I know. And like you said, that whole defensive um, you know, collective group was just unreal, and um, I loved the game of Ian Cole. Yep. Um, he played great that series, or series. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Derek Pouliot, I, I remember, came in for a couple games and continued to be Derek Pouliot. Oh, how could we forget him? <laughs> oh, man. I totally, um, I, I totally forgot about him up until the I game. forgot who got injured, um, but he had to come in for two games. It was um, Latang got suspended in that capital series. That's right. If I that's right. For yeah. the, um, and he he did his job though. You know he, yeah, he, he came was in serviceable. And, that's yeah. I think he was. I think Latang he hit to the, it was like a shoulder to the head of uh, Johansson. I think I'm gonna have to double check, but I know he um, he got suspended for a game. Or was it one? It was one or two games. I think it was actually like one. I think it was just the, it was the game four. It was the Hornquist overtime winner. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember it. Jeez, it's just been um, it's been a while. But um, yeah, that just that season as a whole. And you know, we, of course, we forget the HBK line. You know, someday, sometime, I want. I literally just want like a banner up there with HBK 2016 and just how they just they torched every team's defensive pair. You know, it was it was traded like this enough. I think it was game three against Tampa, no score late in the second period, and Phil Kessel just blew past Victor Hedman like it was nothing. And then Hagelin was able to score on the rebound, and I was just like, what? <laughs> I just I honestly the speed of that line was yeah. insane, and that's what was killing uh, the other you know teams was the speed, and that's what Mike Sullivan preached um, to the team you know with their identity mm-hmm. is speed, and um, I mean it was just they were flying. There were so many goals they were just flying past defensemen, and uh, it was just yeah unreal. And everyone on you know Haglin, Benino, and Kessel did their part. Um, I remember the, the the Kessel, even though the, it, it wasn't aligned together, but that power play goal Kessel had in Game Six, I believe, or mm-hmm. Game Five of he, the Lightning series. Yes, um, it was the yeah. G- Game Six. Yeah, it was the um, five yeah, on three. I, it was at a crucial time too. So I mean, all three of those players just 
They won him the cup. Andy Andy Saucier, baby. He uh, he saved that game with the uh, Jonathan Durand offsides call. Don't don't ever forget that. Um, he's he's oh, always God. been really good with his uh, <laughs> challenges, though. But um, we'll end we'll end with um, Matt Murray, uh, Tyler, him coming up. That was you know those first two years he was in the league, especially the 2015-16 season, best hockey of his life. Um, I know he's fallen off a bit recently, but um, the way he was able to play. Um, man, that was just—they—they—they uh, they, they, they didn't need Mark Andre Fleury that entire run, which is which was just crazy. Oh yeah, no, he was—he was such a smooth-looking goalie. You know, he was really big in the net, and I think you know you can kind of see it when a goalie really starts to get hot and they're in the zone. And you know, hopefully with Matt, it was more skill than him just being hot. But he was just so locked in during that playoff run mm-hmm. and. He, you know, he really came out and took the job, and you know there was no no regret with ever going with Matt in a game. It was it was such such good goaltending, and stylistically, he's so different from Flurry. It was uh, something different to watch. You know, yeah, and we can't we can't forget about Mister Game One too. Jeff Zadkoff oh, stepping man. up for that. Um, I mean, he yeah. <laughs> I mean, he came in for Game Two, which I was at, and that wasn't the best but uh game one he, he definitely you know stepped up to the plate and um, the goat forever yeah. legend like tyler said he was he was the goat right there in that game yeah i'm sorry cam that even though you you were able to see that phil kessel celebration in front of you you wouldn't be able to see another jeff Sackoff win i'm, I'm still jealous of oh, I that know. celebration aren't you happy you saw his last game in a penguins uniform <laughs> i never thought of it like that but now that you say that i Wow, I, I'm I'm gonna miss the goat. He uh, <laughs> he definitely is is beloved in Pittsburgh, and we'll, we'll thank him for that one game. We'll thank, thank him for that one win. <laughs> thank him for game one, not game two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they they were lucky, honestly, in that Tampa series when they actually went to Flurry in Game Five, um, that it didn't come back and bite them in the ass either. Um, that was. Uh, that could that could have that could have went poorly, but you know, thank thank God that the uh, the team was able to um, not lose back. That was oh yeah, that was the first back to back. But there's playoff there games. was a whole different story in 2016-17 playoffs. Uh, yeah, Florida, uh, so, was, but that's for another podcast. Yeah, we'll, 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 yeah, that's for another day. You know, we'll talk about how um, that was probably Marc Andre Fleury's best um, playoff run of his life, even though he had um, 07-08, which was um, really really good as well, but. Um, I think that might do it uh, for this episode. Do you guys have anything else to say about that 2015-16 team? Just go right ahead. Um, I, for, I will forever hate Rob Scuderi for that <laughs> for that season, but um, but I will thank Rob Scuderi for getting us Trevor Daly. Um, but yeah, I mean that was just that was probably my favorite team um, out of all the Stanley Cup winning Penguin teams, in my opinion. Just just seeing it, you know, the struggle in the beginning and the uh, perseverance and just yeah, I mean it was unreal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tyler, go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Cam. That was probably my my favorite season of all time. I just just the whole story. It was you know the the beginning of the year was such a mess and Mike Johnson and everything and coming around and, and watching them win the cup and especially with with Phil in his first year there. That was pretty legendary. And also, I thought it was funny how. We talk about Rob Scuderi. Jim Rutherford was also so fed up with Rob Scuderi, he traded him during a game. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was 
he was he was scratched right before the game and was like, oh, okay, he's just a healthy scratch. Right after the game, oh yeah, trade. I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> Rutherford was in the press box just thinking, you know what, I, I've seen it, it's over. I wish he could do, say the same thing this season for a certain player, but... We're not going to name names. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about him if the season. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Great guy in the room. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about him if um if he if the season ever comes back, which you know it might, but it also um very likely may not with the way this is um going. But um Tyler Cam, I do want to thank you guys a lot for coming on this episode of Locked On Penguins. It was really good to talk to you guys about um one of the best seasons in franchise history and how. Cindy Crosby and Kenny Malkin were able to get their uh, second Stanley Cup. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Um, thank you. You guys stay safe. Everybody listening, stay safe. Wash your hands. All that good stuff. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Hunter. And it was good talking to you and Cam. Hope everybody stays safe, washes their hands. Yeah, I, 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 will, I will be the third person to say that. Please stay safe. <laughs> wash your hands. If you do go out, um, just, you know, six feet apart, please, social distancing. But um, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode. I'll figure out what to talk about, um, I'm sure, as I um, – yeah, I'll just – I'll figure it out. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. Follow follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, at LO underscore Penguins. Follow Cam on Twitter, at not that, that fair, and follow Tyler on Twitter, at iFishyHD. I will never get tired of that app. So we will talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>